guys. What is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, Morgan here, bringing you another episode of Joy in Hope. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Totus tuus, Maria, ego sum, I am totally yours, Mary. So, I am doing a 10-part series on overcoming an addiction to masturbation. The first episode was how the first step is admitting your addiction. Naming it, bringing it to the light, embracing that reality, and admitting to yourself and God that you cannot overcome it alone. You need the help of a higher power. And so the second step is running to that higher power, God and running specifically to the Sacrament of Reconciliation. I shared in the first episode about how the Lord inspired these 10 steps in me a couple weeks ago, and then how right before I was filming the first episode, I actually was listening to a talk by Catholic Christian therapist Jake Kim, and he was talking about healing habitual sin, And his steps lined up with mine. And I just thought that was so awesome. He doesn't, he didn't go into as much detail because he only had a 20 minute talk, but it was awesome because the steps he named went right along with the ones that God inspired in me. And so I was like, thank you, Jesus. That's awesome. So my, my second step, as I just shared is running to reconciliation. And the way he phrased it was, You have to make way for grace. And there are many things you can do in order to bring grace into your life. You aren't the cause of the grace, but we know that we cooperate with God's grace. So there is a part we have to play in making possible those channels of grace to flow. So his examples were simply praying I especially recommend praying the rosary daily. That was something that was huge in my overcoming this addiction because I don't remember what saint said it, but there was a saint who testified to the power of the rosary saying where the rosary is prayed daily, habitual sin flees. And I will admit that there were times in my life where I was praying the rosary daily when I still fell into this sin. However, it was so much fewer and far between those times when I would fail. So it really is a daily rosary that is monumental in changing the like movement or 
yeah, just like how that sin it has become a habit in your life. Like it'll change that up for sure. Don't believe me? Do it. Also, I will link below. I just had a friend this morning. So again, God is crazy and good because he knew I would be filming this episode today, even though I didn't know that starting the day off. I had a friend ask me if I was familiar with this one ministry. And I said, yes, I've actually prayed a rosary with them before when I was helping this youth with this youth group last year in Kansas City, but I don't listen to their podcast regularly. Why do you ask? And she said their rosary the other day or whenever it was, was all about reflections to counter lust. And she was like, I just feel like it goes along with everything that you've been doing in your ministry lately. You've been talking about fornication. You've been talking about masturbation, fornication, if you aren't familiar with that term, meaning having sex before you're married. She was like, this podcast and this rosary, you just need to listen to it. So I prayed it before this episode and it was fire. So I've linked it below. That would be a great way just to put on that same podcast every day and pray the rosary with those reflections. Um, but if you want to mix it up, I also have rosary videos in a prayers playlist on my channel. So feel free to check that out too. Most days I pray along with a video or podcast of the rosary. So check that. Um, I also would often, when I was still messing up, I would bring that time of prayer and the rosary and the recording like into the place where I would tend to mess up. So for example, and just to be super transparent with you all, because maybe you can relate, um, the shower, like I would mess up a lot in the shower. So for years and sometimes even still, just because it's a good practice and I've gotten into it, I will pray the rosary while I'm in the shower. And it's like, okay, I know I'm going to be in here for as long as the rosary will take me to say, so why not do both? And um, it's just been awesome. So anyway, praying a daily rosary is definitely a way to bring more grace into your life and to counter this addiction. But then um, Jake Kim's huge point and my main point is the sacraments, experiencing sacramental grace, specifically in the sacraments of confession and in the Eucharist. So I want to share a little bit more about that. He also did another episode for this retreat that he's been a part of, this healing retreat. And he was sharing about the prodigal son parable. I think it's in Luke 15 that Jesus shares this parable. And what was crazy is Jake was saying that back in ancient times in Judaism, if a son or a daughter would go off from their family in such a shameful way as this prodigal son had done in the story Jesus was telling, when they returned, there would actually be a shaming ceremony where the father would never run, like the family would never run to meet the son or daughter. They would stay in their house and force the prodigal child to walk all the way back to the house alone and the people in the community seeing this sinner would throw clay pots down before them and break them, symbolizing how this son or daughter had broken relations with their family and their community. Terrible, right? Oh my gosh, that's awful. So that 
is actually the driving point of Jesus's parable of the prodigal son. When the father runs to the son, it's because he did not want his son to be shamed. And he didn't want anybody else to shame him. He ran to him to say, I love you. Of course, I forgive you and I welcome you home. So know that even though it is on your part to run to the sacrament, just like the son had to return home, that God is waiting for you with wide open arms, that he doesn't want you to experience this shame anymore, that his forgiveness and mercy are there waiting for you. The question is simply, will you embrace it? Last point, I just had a conversation with a friend earlier this week about the sacrament of confession and she was confused saying she always thought that you had to sit face to face with the priest. And I was like, no, that's actually not the the best way to go to confession. The best way to go to confession is however you feel the Lord is calling you to go to confession. However, I'm going to make an argument for why you should always go behind the screen if you can. So again, I'm not saying you have to do what God wants you to do. Okay. Disclaimer. But for me, I have found I... I used to go face to face, thought that was better too. And there is some merit to that because like being able to see the person face to face. But I go behind the screen because as Catholics, when we're confessing our sins to the priest, it really is God acting in the person of the priest. Jesus in the gospels, you can read this in scripture and find it there. He gave the apostles the authority to forgive sins and that authority has been handed down through the imposition of hands through the centuries in this church that Christ instituted. And so I go behind the screen so that I can really imagine to the best of my ability, which isn't great because I have a good imagination sometimes, but not always when you're in a confessional and it is just like, what, you know, like, it's not like angels are descending upon me that I can see and feel. So just because I'm, I'm not fully aware of the truth that it is God sitting across from me. I believe that it is acting through the person of the priest to forgive my sins. And I go behind the screen so that I can better picture the person of Jesus, my Lord and Savior, of God, my loving, tender, merciful Father, speaking those words of wisdom and comfort to me. Also on a practical note, I go behind the screen because though priests are given the grace to not share anyone's sins or to even forget sins, I think it's probably a lot easier for them to do that when you're not forcing them to look at you while you're confessing your sins so that they can also have this disconnect of, okay, I don't have to try to forget Morgan's sins like he doesn't see me because it's not about me. And I I just think that that grace can flow more freely in that way. However, and again, I know arguments can be made for going face to face for confession. Totally up to you. Pray to God, ask him how he wants you to go to confession. And then two, if you have a spiritual director, which I highly recommend, recommend get a spiritual director, anybody, whoever you are, ask them 
Okay, so we're not here to get into arguments about that. I'm just making the point that if you're nervous about confession, you don't have to sit and face the priest. It's actually, I think, better if you go behind the screen. If that would help your nerves at all, that would be great. Like, just know that that's actually a good thing and that you can do that. And very final point I will make, come Holy Spirit. I was one substitute teaching for a second grade class and they were preparing for the sacrament of reconciliation. And there was this little boy who was crying and crying and crying. And I asked him what was wrong. And he said he was afraid to go to confession for the first time. When I asked him why, he said, I don't like talking about bad things. How sweet and innocent and true. And so I told him that and I said, no one likes talking about bad things. And it is good that you don't like talking about bad things because it shows that you're sorry for what you've done. So you are going to do a perfect and great job when you go to confession because you're going to be really sorry and God's going to see that you're sorry and he is going to forgive you. He already forgives you. But as Catholics, we understand that there are some sins that are so serious that you have to go to confession for them. So whatever this little boy was dealing with, I doubt mortal sin, but if he wasn't already forgiven, he was going to receive even more mercy and grace through the sacrament in light of that it's a sacrament. And I said, don't forget, I told him, don't forget. If we keep the bad things in the darkness and don't talk about them, somebody wins, but it's not good. Who do you think wins if you keep the bad things to yourself? And he said, the devil. And I said, yeah, that's true. And I said, but who wins if you bring them to the light? And he said, Jesus. And I said, yes, and you. All for the greater glory of God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I hope to see you back here again very soon as we continue this journey toward hope and healing. If you have not already watched the first episode in this series on step one of overcoming an addiction to masturbation, you can watch that video here. Or if you have not yet subscribed to this channel or podcast, please do so here now. And I hope to see you all back here very soon. God bless y'all. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing Joy and Hope full-time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.